Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. We continue a series of conversations on redefining discipleship. And on today's episode, I simply challenge you to think about who defines discipleship and who defines you and why is it that we're having to redefine discipleship take a listen today i hope it encourages you to go deeper with him and to reach out to me hey everybody it's good to be together today as we continue this series of conversations on redefining discipleship So we've got to look at who originally has defined discipleship and why are we now in the need of it being redefined. So Jesus is the one who will define discipleship. And the reason that we're needing it redefined is because we started calling it what we thought it was. And we started turning it into uh, synthetic programs rather than an organic organic relational work that God himself does by the Holy Spirit within his church and through other disciples who have already allowed him to uh, begin that process and who are choosing, choosing on a very regular basis to continue in it, to remain in it, to abide in that process. And so this is very important for this hour because I'm telling you everything synthetic that man has put his hand to, where he's trying to build his own kingdom, where he's trying to do it his own way, we're seeing what it's produced, my friends, and uh, it's not much. And so we've got to come back to what God has always meant uh, by everything. What, what is it from God's point of view? What is it that God wants? What is he after? And that's why the cross has to be at the core of all discipleship, because the cross is the means by which God himself has returned everything back to himself, and where how he has returned us to himself, and then how he's going to mature us. Uh, it all has to come from his point of view and what it is that he's after. So there can be no discipleship without the cross of Jesus Christ. So the one who defines it, that's what he said. Jesus, at almost every point in turn where he is talking about being his disciple, see, it's not a program, it's people. He says, if you're going to be the kind of person that I meant to create, the kind of people that I make, the kind that I build, the kind that I mature. It can't happen without you personally taking up the cross. So it cannot happen without the cross. It also cannot happen outside of relational connection because the cross has now made uh, the relational connection that God has always wanted with us. The cross has made that possible. The cross has brought us back into uh, sharing in his life. And that deep relational oneness, that's what he wants to mature. 
And so we've got to look at the relational aspect of that and the relational connection. The church has gotten too good at uh, keeping at a distance, uh, being spectators, and even what we've been participating in, my friends, I'm going to suggest to you, uh, hasn't been maybe uh, all that God himself has made. So we've got to look at the relational connection. Number one is your relational connection with him. Couldn't happen without the cross. And yet so many of us are still trying to produce our own life with God according to what we think. So we've got all these brands of Christians. You know, you can be radical. You can be nominal. You can be backslidden. You can be occasional. You can, you know, be shallow. You can be this or that. We've given in our synthetic tendencies We've given people so many ways, you know, you know, come to Jesus and get what you need. You want to be blessed? Come to Jesus. We've not put out the same call, the same clarion call that Jesus did, which was come to me and I will make you. I will be the Lord of you. I will be the master of you. I will be life to you which means that he defines what life is. He defines and uh, opens you up to discover the life that he's laid out for you and him. See, that just strikes at the cord of independence within people. And unfortunately, many pastors, many preachers, many leaders have been told, you're going to have to cater to what people need and their felt needs, or they're not going to come to your church. Well, Jesus is building his church, and he's going to build it his way. And he's always going to begin with people as the individual, and then he's going to bring uh, the individual uh, into uh, the corporate and if we're not, as individuals, being uh, integrated into the corporate, um, then I would have to say, is it really of Jesus? If it just remains individual and it's just you and you get to live your life and do it your way and, you know, you'll, you'll you know, consult with God about these things, you know, then that again is a part of that synthetic but the organic is, is that he birthed it and he means to build it. He made it and he's going to mature it. And that we're leaning into him more and more. And that it will be as he has spoken. It will be as he has called. And that requires his 100% involvement. All right. But it also is going to, by his design, uh, involve others that he's already done that in to some degree. Uh, because discipleship, by his very definition, is going to require him and others. And that uh, he never leaves us to ourselves to have to figure all of this out. He brings us into his community, into his church, by his cross. And then he begins to build according to his plan. And yes, I know that there are specific giftings. There are going to be specific geographical locations where he puts you. That's all well and true. But all of that is usually gotten to as he begins to be life to you, love to you. He begins inwardly inside of the person 
He begins to be everything to you. Then you are learning how to live, how to think, how to move in community, how to move in real relating to God and to yourself and to others. And that just cannot happen in a vacuum. And so this this coming into redefining discipleship, again, it has to begin with Him and what it is that we've got to get back to so that it is as He has always wanted. This all gets worked out in community. It all gets worked out in uh, His idea of, of church. And so a lot of that, um, as just putting out before you this one core element today, um, is that that has to get worked out in us unlearning what we thought it all was. Because too often, we come into community with all of our deficiencies of what maybe our family life may have been, uh, or we had a great family life, and whatever those um views are. We come into church and we bring into church our dream of what it should be, our hope of what community will be, our definition of it. And then when it doesn't live up to that, we become disillusioned. Uh, and, and all of those are actually necessary parts of the process uh, because when we come in with our idea of what this community is going to be, then we're overlaying either out of what good human thing we've had or what horrible human thing we've had. But we're still looking for a human thing. We're still looking for our human community that we would like to create. And trust me, the enemy would love to be able to define through many different ways what community is going to look like inside the church. But we've got to be those that come to Christ because there is no community except the community that he's building. It's all created out of him and for him. All right. And the, the very people uh, who we are, our identity is in Christ. He's defined who we are as the male and female sons of God. You see, everything begins in him. Everything has its source in Him. Everything has its expression in Him. This is why self and flesh can't stand it, because it has no part in it. And so this is where the organic redefining of discipleship has to come to us from Him, from the Word of God, by the Spirit of the living God, so that it's the community that they want, that they long for. The kingdom begins to have expression through uh, the hearts of people, through the community that He is building His church. So this is where we've got to come to. So in today, what I'm pressing you in is, is who defines for you what anything is? Who defines you? Who defines church for you? Who is defining community for you? Is it him? Because if it's not him, then you're listening to me to figure out what it is. You're going to go to another podcast, another person, and you're going to keep trying to get it from others. Now, I understand you're listening to me today. So let me just say, so where am I drawing from? Well, I'm drawing from him. Okay. And I'm encouraging you to get to him and draw from him. 
And of course, this is why I would love to be able to work with pastors and leaders, builders and visionaries, because it's those whom God has ordained to lead his church, the fivefold ministry giftings and leaders and all. You know, this is why if they're not gotten to, you see, then there can't be this this um, uh, living, organic way begin to really uh, break out within God's church. And it keeps being man's kingdom that we're trying to build rather than Holy Spirit is building the kingdom of God inside of us. And then we learn his ways. We hear his voice. We know his word. And this is what we begin to promote in a very relational way. This happens one-on-one. This can happen one-on-five. This can happen in a, in a room of people, in homes, in churches. You see, this is organic, and God is in the business right now of redefining it, that it's going to be as He meant for it to be. So this is my challenge to you today in this, uh, this part of our conversation uh, about redefining discipleship is who is defining that for you? Who defines you? For you. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. You see, this is where it begins to show up is like, wow, we've been letting a lot of things define who we are and bring our identity. And we find maybe the latest person on social media and we go, yeah, that's, that's the person. I'm going to start pattering myself after them. Okay. And this is where culture starts defining you. But see, we bring ourselves to him and he defines us. He speaks to us. He begins to show us what is of him and what isn't. He begins to bring the fire that's going to uh, sift and separate. He's going to do that uh, through processes of discipleship where he pitches the tent of his presence and he begins to reveal what it is that he's after. And let me tell you, flesh and self, okay, that independent part of us that's still in us, in soul and body, okay, still wants to have its say, still wants to uh, be self-determining. And that is where the cross comes in. Because again, there can be no real discipleship without the cross being literally released within us by Holy Spirit to actually begin the process of revealing things to us where we have believed lies, where we have been formed and fashioned by something other than Him, uh, where we have believed things, where we have a whole structure of, of thinking and behaving that's not of Him. He has to first begin to expose that to us. And He does that usually one-on-one -on -one in, in very small doses of real, authentic, organic community. That just can't happen just sitting on a pew uh, where we are preached at. Now, I obviously believe in the preaching and teaching of the Word, but is that preaching and teaching beginning to provoke this that He wants? Is it heralding 
what it is that God is after? Is it making room within the church structure for it to actually be the actual business of the church throughout the week to begin to build the people of God personally, to begin to draw them to Him uh, in, in a very um, increasing dependency upon the indwelling Christ. Um, where is its focus? What is it promoting? What is it making room for? So obviously, the public pulpit is, is to uh, herald the message, to begin to get all of those things out there. But it also knows that it cannot produce it only by public discourse. It, it knows that. And if you're a pastor out there, a leader, that's beginning to realize more and more the reason that you may be frustrated, the, may you, the reason you may be um, burning out privately, uh, is because you're very good at gathering people. But you know that what God has shown you, what you burn to really make happen, goes far beyond the gathering of the people. It's the building of them to do the great exploits. It's them to fulfill their destiny with Him. And you burn for that inwardly, yet you are realizing more and more, I cannot produce all of that. No, you can't. You were never meant to. And so that's where we all need each other. We all need to see how God is putting together, if you will, teams of leaders, uh, teams with different diverse giftings, so that we can all come together to, to do it His way, build His church for His purposes in this hour of history. So this is where we've got to determine and to know, you know, who really defines us and who defines discipleship and who is going to be that one? Well, I'm going to suggest to you that it's Jesus himself. And the reason that Jesus is having to redefine discipleship right now is because we got in charge and we turned it into something synthetic and it's not producing the church that he died and rose again to make happen. Uh, that's not what is is flooding the streets, my friends. And uh, so, but it's okay because he's in the process right now of bringing us all back to him, where we can hear him and begin to move in the way that he's going to build. So I'm hoping that uh, this helps you a little bit today to realize uh, that he's redefining and recalibrating what he means to build, what he's going to make. And it can happen. If we are not of the belief that Jesus can actually build his church, then I'm not really sure what we're doing. When you're overwhelmed, when you look at it and you think, how is that going to happen? It's a great question. And so that's why we want to seek out those that he's already gotten prepared, that he's shown that way and he's made them the very message that they are. And this, there are people all over the world that he's doing this with. I just happen to be one of them. And uh, so... This is where we begin to say, okay, we've got to get serious about this. We've got to get down into the details. And uh, so that's where conversations have to happen. Um, I want to, I don't want to just be brought in and say, hey, come in, do ministry. We'll give you an offering. You leave. We're not changed. You know, but, you know, we, it looks like something happened. No, we, we can't be satisfied with that. No, this is where it begins with a conversation. And that's why on my website, why the whole point of the website really is moving people towards schedule a call. Let's get into the relational aspect of talking about it. 
Um, it can't happen just by, you know, these synthetic means where, oh, you invite me in to do ministry. I come and do that, and that's what I do, and you, you know, I, I don't even, I, I'm just telling you, just trying to describe it kind of irritates me. So, okay, because people say, well, what is it you do? I say, well, let's have a conversation, and let's talk about that, and then you decide if what I have been formed and fashioned to do fits what God has formed and fashioned you to do, and we we then become uh, working together on that, and so that's why my website is geared towards I help pastors build cultures of discipleship uh, and that schedule that call and we'll talk about it. You don't have to be afraid. There's no money involved up front. You know, th I find that these things, when I'm just trying to do something organic, there's all these synthetic things that get in the way uh, or people are, are afraid to have conversations or you know, and I'm like, well, maybe that's part of the difficulty. A lot of the pastors that I'm working with, it, it just God brought it about sovereignly for it to happen. And boy, am I glad that it did. So let's just finish today just by remembering that we are looking at who defines you, who defines how you uh, do discipleship. Well, Jesus does. It can't happen without the cross. So let's continue to have this series of conversations and these calls to action so that we get on with it actually happening. It's got to get uh, started by conversations, but then there has to be a plan and a way of actually taking action to execute it. Let's get the people what God wants them to have, which is Him and His life-giving power within them to live out each and every day. And He will build them, and He will literally blow breath into them and raise them up as the church. We've got to get to what it is that He's doing. Let Him define it and uh, then he'll build it, okay? All right, so there you have it for today. I hope this encourages you, and uh, if my uh, voice is resonating with you, then just go to nancymccready.com and click the schedule a call button, and let's simply have a conversation, okay? Great to be together today. Already looking forward to the next time. Thanks so much. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.